Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Hey, what's up, guys? So something new has come to light here at the podcast. Apparently, jiu-jitsu takes a toll on the body. Apparently. Apparently, being strong and flexible and having better body awareness is one of the main things you can do to mitigate this damage. You aware of this, JT? You've made me aware. Okay, good. So for those of you listening out there, you might not be aware, but we actually have programs that will help you become stronger, more flexible, and develop better body awareness that will benefit you on the mats. Here's all you got to do. You go to bulletproofforbjj.com. You sign up for a free trial and you choose the program that suits your training scenario and you start getting hench today. Yes, do it. Now, it doesn't matter what level of training you're at. If you're coming in with gym experience, if you're coming in with none, there's programs there to suit your scenario, training at home, training at the gym, whatever you need. A couple of days of training per week, pretty minimal, maximal gains. Go check it out. We'll see you on the inside. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I am JT. I'm here with Joey and we are going to talk about mental health and BJJ. Why is jiu-jitsu good for your mental health? Now, there's lots of different things to suggest that being part of the jiu-jitsu community is a really good thing. And I got some of my closest friends coming out of jiu-jitsu and I believe that it's helped me more mentally than it's hurt me more physically. That's what mm. I must say. There's a trade-off, isn't there? There is a little bit of a trade. There's a few costs, but the uh, juice is worth the squeeze, as they say. I- how about you, Joey, with your experience of jiu-jitsu? Do you find it helps your mental health or nah, your f- mind? <laughs> You're a wreck. Yeah, I'm all against it. <laughs> Hopefully you guys have learned that by now. No, absolutely. Mental health piece. Well, he- here's the piece for me. Sure. I have, through my work, right, through the gym and stuff, plenty of community in my life. Right. And in a way... I have never had a need for, like an extra need for that. I haven't lacked that. No. Right. Though, some of my greatest connections have come through jiu-jitsu as well. And some of my best experiences have come through jiu-jitsu. And so in that way, I I see it. I think that for people who are, when when I'm really thinking about who the benefactor is, Mm. wait, is that the person that gets the benefit or gives the benefit? The benefactor, the benefactee. Benefactee is the person that receives. Sure. So the, the benefactee is the person who probably grinds it at work a lot, goes home, family. Stress. Stress. Doesn't really have a lot of outlet, you know, or time for themselves. And so their two to three visits to the Jiu-Jitsu Academy a week where they connect with their crew mm. and it's their people and we try and kill each other and then we, you know, talk about the UFC or whatever. That's big time powerful right there. Yeah, it's a good thing. And it's hard to touch that feeling, right? Like a really good session where you're able to get your roles in, see your mates, not get injured and kind of have some wins, have some losses. The whole experience, it's a real the bundle. Yeah, it's everything. It's the, it's the hero's journey. <laughs> it's, it's the beginning. It's the end. It's the fight to the death. It's the hangout with your mates. It's the gossip. It's the shit talk. It's interesting because what I realized when I first started jiu-jitsu, I was like, whoa, this is like man club. The chats that would kind of be post-training once everybody had just rolled and full of endorphins and the barriers had all come down. 
you know, someone stuck their thumb in your mouth, someone sucked their toe up your asshole, you know, all these <laughs> things, you know, it's like, it's a real My journey. Yeah. Yeah, we should do around. that again. Oh, <laughs> God, it's a real relief. And, you know, you see these like kind of quieter, hardened men open up a bit, you know, start to talk about stuff, someone to talk about their family, someone to talk about a skin infection. <laughs> you know, like, it, it, you know, it was interesting because you had people from all different walks of life. It really removed the facade because of the rolling, you know, and also people being tired and all that. Bro, you mentioned skin infection. Do you see that fella, Aussie guy in Thailand recently? Oh, my God, with so the, graphic. With the staff on the leg. Oh, poor guy. The worst. I'm trying to create a visual here. It's like the video of it, this guy's leg, this poor fella, it looked like a mo- like a prosthetic in a film. Yeah. Like the whole Chunk. front of his shin had been eaten away and you could just see this this huge shin-long open wound with this clean shin bone oh. and then like tibialis anterior, like the muscle next to the shin. Rotting. Yeah, and like separated. It was ah, horrific, Grotesque. man. He was in Thailand and so I believe – there was a fund started to try and get him back to Australia where they could treat this dude. Oh, my God. And that's the thing. You can't underestimate it. And I guess if we think about um, mm. culture, human culture for a long time was oral culture. But we didn't write stuff down. No, not that kind of. Potentially. <laughs> this is how you suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, s- New instructional coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> How to get that next stripe? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was saying before we could write, it was explained. Yeah, you know, spoken. Like, here's how you make a spear. Here's how you kill an animal. Blah blah blah. So, same thing with jujitsu. There's all this stuff, and this is part of the reason why we have this podcast. I guess we talk around the culture of the mat. This is us giving you guys the oral culture. <laughs> Believe uh, you can thank us later, but. I have learned a bunch of stuff from people talking off the mat, you know, and that's what I want to say about this mental health thing. When I look at modern culture, so much of it is isolated. Now, obviously, it's, it's a little bit different here at Jungle Brothers. It's not a gym where people have their Beats by Dre headphones on and people just focus on themselves and, like, it's very open and people chat. And even if someone's training in a class and you're not in the same class as them, you might know them and talk to them and the community vibe is there. Yeah. And so much of what they attribute to having like a healthy life is meaningful connections with people. Yeah. And I think jujitsu kind of, it almost forces you to do that. Yeah. Well, we know this, right? That the gym, be it a jujitsu gym or a gym like Jungle Brothers or whatever, has become the modern day church. Yes. Right? I think I've, I read an article on it and it's like, and you know, CrossFit gyms, whatever, like, that's the that's where someone goes and you go to this place and you all have the same belief. Yep. You know, and your God is whoever it is. Yep. And you know, the values of the religion are as such. Pay your worship. That's right. And uh, you know, you do the thing and you feel great. So what I've noticed is that like we have that's strong here, right, in this kind of gym, but it's still not as strong as on the mats. And I believe that that's because of the the physicality. Intimate nature. Yeah, the touch and the, the exactly the intimacy and also the intensity of the emotions because you are whatever, like you're getting you're getting fing infuriated by someone, or you're you're getting beaten by someone, or you're dominating. Like it's yeah. it's kind of like everything's amplified. The highs are so high, the lows are so low. Yeah. All of that. And I was gonna say that's the next thing. Because we had actually 
we had touched on this ages ago, not not in the podcast, just you and I talking, and don't remember the gentleman's name. You were talking about a client of yours, and you you were training him, but you had you made him do some jujitsu, and it, you were talking about like he hadn't. Maybe he hadn't been hugged or he hadn't been touched. Can you – do you remember that conversation we had? I think you you made him do some jujitsu, do some clinching and stuff and he was just like, oh, my God. You know, it was it was the closeness and the – like the, the just tactile nature of it. Yeah. Can Do you remember that at all? Maybe I mean, not. I've done that with a few people. Right. A few people come to mind um, and – It's missing in their life. Yeah. And you, and you, get, a sen- you get a sense of it. Yeah. That like, wow, this person's never been like roughed up. Yeah, I actually did it with, um, I did it with a, an actor that I trained, right? And an Oscar award-winning actor. Wow. Okay, that might be the and, one. And she was Lupita Nyong'o, who was oh, who right. won Academy Award for um, Twelve Years a Slave, right. best supporting actress, I believe, and best supporting actor. And we were trained together, and she had to train kind of secretly because paparazzi would be all over her. Right. So she'd wear like big sunglasses and a hat and yeah, like right. have it like full, it up. Yeah. And we're doing some shit, and I remember her telling me, like, we're doing some just basic strength training down at the beach, kind of minimal equipment where, where she was staying in, in, in Sydney. And then she was telling me about the training they did for Black Panther. Right. And she's like, oh, we actually did, like, some fighting and stuff because we had to fight in the film, and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, have you done any since? And she's like, no, I haven't. And I was thinking, like, oh, she seems like she wants to do a bit of that. Yeah. And I was like, hey, do you want to – do you want to like you want me to teach you a couple of drills like you know? And she's like, yeah, let's do it. And so next thing we're like pummeling and like little snap downs and arm drags and she and then she's like coming at me, you know. And and the, <laughs> the brief the brief was from the person who hooked that up was like, don't injure this. <laughs> don't <client."> hurt. <laughs> yeah, like she needs to show up on set. Don't kill a teen, her Joey. Yeah, fight your instincts. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, it was and you know so it was it was light, but it was um, but it just. It just opened up this connection with us mm. where it's like, oh, th- that whole formal thing of train a client. Now it's like – touch. Now yeah. we, like, we like bro down for a few minutes there. Yeah, well. And I think that that's very reflective of what happens, isn't it? Yeah. Like it, there is just this humanness that comes through that, that touch. Yeah, definitely. And, and Contact. I th- touch I sounds a little bit creepy. No, no, but it's real. Did, did the human touch – <laughs> Not the human stroke. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It depends Lecherous. if you're uh, doing some alone training. <laughs> <laughs> I love those solo drills. <laughs> <laughs> I think ultimately we are missing it because obviously we had COVID and there was a lot of like germophobia and, you know, like, you know, rightfully so, COVID to the side, people were staying away from people. Yeah. That's become more of a thing, you know. Yeah. Hand sanitizer just became the most valuable substance on earth. Bathe in that shit. My God. God's jizz. <laughs> <laughs> it's got an alcoholic. Oh um, but, but it was almost a um, – that I find like that, that distance thing that came around through COVID is almost a – just a, a, a – it was almost a magnified version of what we're already like in the West, aren't we? Yes. Whereas we're not touchy-feely. Yes. You know, but you go to like – you go to like when we've traveled in Brazil, right? Sure. Everyone's Play- hugging, kissing. Yeah. It's yeah. way more touch heavy. And, you know, yeah. like, like usually parts of the world that are less affluent, yeah. generally speaking, have more of that humanness because sure. it's because they are more reliant on each other. Whereas for us, it's like, I got a fence around my house. I'm me. I live in here. You live over there. Or you. Yeah, yeah. All that shit. 
And so I think you depend – this is an interesting thing because there's this interrelated dependency within jiu-jitsu that you need a training partner. You need to trust them and like so when you tap, they don't break your arm or when they tap, you don't choke them unconscious or maybe you do, depends. Um, the trust level's very high. Mm. Even though people are like, why would you do that? Why would you try and choke them? It's like, it ain't no thing. If you think choking's bad, you know, you're going to find out. Like, it, it could be a lot worse than that. But the trust is so high. And this is where I want to go more towards, like, the idea that you're all learning and developing together. It's almost like a throwback to being a kid in school. Because this is kind of how I look at the belts in a way. It's like when you're in school and you're in the same year as another kid, but you weren't necessarily in the same class. Or maybe you shared a class, but you know, like you knew you were coming up at the same time. Mm. Or you saw a kid from a different school, but you went to a sporting event and you're both there competing or whatever. And it's interesting because you kind of, you benchmark yourself on these people who come up at the same time as you because they end up being the same belt as you and provide you stayed the course. You end up being black belts together and you think about all the people we came up with and where they are now mm. in terms of their schools or their competitive reputation or, or whatever like that. And it's, it's kind of nice to see that these people who you spent so much time with, they stuck it out and they got there and you got there. And, you know, it's not like it's done now, but it's, it's kind of cool to see, um, I guess, people start their fa- families of their own, right? They, they set up their school and then they welcome you and you're a black belt and then you've got all these kids being like, oh, yo, he's friends with the instructor. They're a black belt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's kind of – Funny you forget about that when you're a black belt, don't you? Yeah. How special it was. A black belt when you were like a lower belt at training. Yeah, and because you want to get the attention of your coach, right? And then you're like, oh, the coach is just paying attention to that black belt. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it's cool that you get this um, – this, skill acquisition as well you see it it's great to see people lower belts getting skilled but as you skill up you see other people skill up and i think that part of what's good for people's mental health is to have something to focus on which is just it's almost like a personal development thing yeah martial arts forces you to focus on you getting better and the skill acquisition piece is a satisfying element of that even if you had a like a terrible session where a lot of stuff didn't work. If that sweep you've been working on worked or you hit it more than once, that is very satisfying. Mm. And I think someone can go through their whole day feeling very unsatisfied, especially if your life revolves around email or invoicing <laughs> or you know what I mean? Like a lot of shit can go wrong, but you go to jujitsu and you hit that sweep or, you know, you tap your nemesis. I mean, even if, you don't, it. Even if you don't, right, even if you have a shit training session, yeah. you're the nail. Yeah, yeah. You sure. still sometimes walk out and you're like, oh, I'm glad I went to that. Yeah. That's fucking good. Yeah, there's, it's, there's a satisfaction you can derive from it. Yeah. But, but I guess what I was going to say is that oftentimes once people have got their degree, um, you know, they're out of school, they've got their job, a lot of it is just trying to get better at your job. It doesn't, you know, I mean, maybe someone's doing an MBA or someone's doing an extra course or whatever, but it's rare that you get exposed to so much new skill. And that's like where jiu-jitsu is so big. Even when you've done it for 10 years, you're like, this thing is still huge. Yeah. So the new learning, that novelty of like, oh, shit, what's that? What's that ninja choke? What's that? Oh, that's sick. You know, there's something very um, stimulating about the novelty of new shit that kind of, it kind of keeps you in there, I, I, I think. Yeah. 
and uh, that can be very positive. I just came back from a trip. I was um, north in Queensland, which is the state above ours here in Sydney, uh, for a few days over the weekend. And I went and dropped it at Kaza Jiu-Jitsu, which is yes. in Noosa. Shout out to those guys. Uh, I had a great training session. I didn't get to hang out with anyone afterwards. You know, I had the family with So Mies and Leo came up yep. sort of towards the end of the session and then we, you know, whatever, said goodbye and, and left. But when you go travel at a place and you train jiu-jitsu there, you have, I find, a much richer experience than if you just – if you didn't train jiu-jitsu. Yes. If you went and did some weights at the gym or if you just, whatever, met with some people at your hostel or something, you don't form any connections – you don't form connections that are anything like the ones with the people on the mats just one time. Yeah. Like you go in and roll with a new crew and if you're hanging out in a place for a week or two, I remember this from when we were in Brazil, being in Brazil and stuff. I say we, we weren't there together, but yeah, I'm sure you had the same experience. experiences. You go there, you roll, meet a bunch of people and then someone's like, oh, what are you, what are you doing tonight? You're like, i got no plans, man. I'm here for a week. And they're like, oh, why don't you come out with us? And you're Thank like, you. like that, just that whole shit is so much richer mm. than – I leave my hotel room and walk down to a local bar and try to meet some people to socialize yeah, with. The tourist approach. Well, they say that you can best know the character of someone by fighting them. Right. Because, you know, someone could be ferocious as a fighter, but let's say you get knocked down or knocked out of play, they might help you up. Do you know what I mean? Like, just depends if they're playing ADCC rules or not. <laughs> they just taking this out of bounds. Ch- yeah. to the back. But I believe that to be true, even though I guess I'm someone who I like conflict which is uh, possibly not a good thing. But, you know, I feel comfortable in a, a conflict area. You really do know somebody because, like, also if somebody, like, just rips, like Gianni Grippo heel hooks your leg off or someone kind of goes to do it, they give you a bit of grace and you're like, oh, that was good person. Generous. Thanks, man. You know what I mean? You didn't just snap my leg because I don't know you. No, that's when you f-ing, you escape it and you're like, you should have put it on quicker, bruh. Bro, let me show you how to adjust your technique. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about, you know, Yes, there is ways that through getting hammered over years and years and years, you do cultivate a degree of character and humility over time if you stay in it. But some people don't. You know, some people come and go. But for the people who stay, it's so beneficial. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was purpose. That one of the key factors in life that derives life satisfaction is purpose and sometimes you can feel quite purposeless because your life doesn't feel like it's your own like your life is run by your kids or your life belongs to your boss or your your business partner and it starts to feel like i don't have a thing which is mine for me to focus on and i feel like jujitsu really gives people purpose yeah tell me tell me more about that like in terms of because i think it's with your work say purpose is very easily kind of connected to that because that's well, how I make my money to support my family or whatever. Sure, but that's not a lot. For some people, if they're lucky, it's a life's purpose. That's right. If, if it's, yeah, more but so probably not. if it's your business or something. If sure. you're just working for the man, maybe it's less of a thing. Yeah, and even if it's not, maybe you're just working for a guy you know and you get on, but your job is very repetitive. Like mm. you, do, you do concreting or maybe you're a, a fitter turner, like a machinist. And your job requires, you know, engine parts and it's just like oh, day in, day out. I'm going to say though, even a gig like that, you can, you can derive purpose from it just as much as any other gig, right? Like if you truly see yourself as this is my thing, I'm a master of this craft. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know how many people are pushing for mastery. 
I say there's a lot of people out there who yeah. are like, I've done this for 10 years. I have three kids. I have a mortgage. Is this my life's purpose? Sure. but It doesn't me, feel special. Yeah, yeah. But let me get my, – my question is uh, tell me more about the purpose through jiu-jitsu. How do you see that? I think jiu-jitsu gives you purpose in the sense – I know it's given me purpose because it's enabled me to channel focus. Like you could be thinking about anything, right? You could be thinking about – What's going on with my dog? Or you could be thinking about, oh, who's going to win on Millionaire Island or some bullshit, right? Instead, you're like, yo, what's going on in the UFC? Because I follow this fighter and I trained with that guy and I love that shit. And actually, he's really good at this. I have domain knowledge. You actually have purpose-connected thinking. You're looking at who won the worlds. Oh, like, I do that move. Like... It's interesting because this very niche, unique, weird thing connects you to a whole world of combat and fighting and and you can kind of be proud of that, I feel. Like, don't get me wrong, people are very proud of their knowledge of cars. Like, oh, yeah, did you see I've just rejigged the so-and-so and the cylinders and who gives a fuck? You're a car nerd, great, good for you. If someone's like, yeah, I know how to choke someone unconscious, I'm like, ah, cool. How did you come to that knowledge? Well, actually, I I did this seminar and I did this. And it's a unique thing to focus on combat sports. So even if it's not jujitsu, for some people it's boxing. That's their passion. They love boxing. They used to box. Their kids box. They just – it gives them focus in their mind as to – how they define themselves. If you define yourself as your job, then it's never ending. The need for money is never ending. And it's it's kind of – it's not that it's fake, but it's a construct. When it comes to fighting, if someone were to attack me and I need to fight, I got some skills. Or if someone's putting me in a bad situation, I need to just keep myself safe, I can feel confident and trust myself. There's so much in the society which demands and makes you feel insecure – Whereas when you learn martial arts and you learn fighting, it gives you a sense of security and purpose in your action. Like if things go wrong, I know what to do. I get in this spot, I know what to do. And this teaches a certain degree of self-reliance and I feel that that enables a person to feel purposeful. They might not be. You know, they, I'm not saying it's necessarily true. But Can do. How you feel about it is actually pretty – how you feel about your life is pretty important. That idea that – Right, I'm not going to drink tonight because tomorrow I got real hard over that. Mm. Do you know, like it's having a reason outside of yourself to to be connected to a thing. Yeah, that's how I'm. That's the lens I'm putting it through. Yeah, you don't. You do you find that it you don't need that or you don't you don't resonate that doesn't resonate with you? No, it definitely resonates. I'm just I'm, I just wanted to to dig into it a bit, you know, to, to get a bit more context. Yeah, look, I think you can derive purpose from anything. Yes. And I, and I think a great – say with the work thing, a great example is if you go to – in Japan. Yes. I noticed this instantly. You're like, oh, my God. Every person that I've interacted with here who's working is like wholeheartedly committed to their job. Yes. And, and not saying that they don't do anything else, but like you're on the train and there's a woman pushing a cart selling like little delicious bento boxes. Yeah. And she's like – fully committed to doing the best at that job. And then you go past like, well, there's a guy that like fixes bicycles and he's in there and he's like, so good. And you're like, Oh my God, this guy's like, he's he's applying like samurai code to how he fixes these 
fucking bicycles. Got to do it better every day. Yeah, yeah and and in that way, I think it, it's a choice. But and I think that of any with anything like I can, that's very Asian philosophy, Japanese mastery. Absolutely, that's that's very that's thousands of years deep in the culture. Yeah, right? that's high level. Whereas in terms of like applying purpose to something or focus. But I have seen a lot of people just getting by. Well, that's in, in the West. In that the is, West. That is the masses, right? Right. The masses. And, and I would say the masses are probably just getting by with jits too. Sure. You know, it's like, ah, I just show up and bang, you know, yeah. did it for a long time. Yeah, but, uh, but I, I think that having that thing that gets you focused like, oh, shit, I have to show up because if I don't show up, Joey's going to fucking armbar me. That gives you purpose in why you bring your drink bottle and why you show up. And you know what I mean? It's just yeah. something that would never otherwise happen. Because sometimes when you fuck up, there's no real negative repercussion. Oh, you sent you sent the wrong email to your boss. You didn't include the attachment. <laughs> Dickhead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're gonna have to send it all again. Whereas like you Love fuck that up shit. business. <laughs> you fuck up at jujitsu. It's got some real world consequences. Yeah. You're getting choked. You're, you're getting, getting tapped and your coach saw it and you're not getting that stripe for at least another six months. Exactly. Go to the end of the line. But then the next step, I, the thing I wanted to talk about here also is it's not negative in any way, but I do believe that we get so much from jujitsu. It is really good for us in a lot of ways. The slight downside is the dependency. We put so much on jujitsu. It's our therapy. It's our exercise. It's our community. It's all the good shit. It's my warrior spirit. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it's my identity. And then you get injured and you can't do it. And you get withdrawal like any junkie. Now it's having a negative effect on your yeah, mental health. Yeah, as, as high as it brought you, it brings you even lower because nothing actually touches that feeling of a really good role. Yeah. From the mental stimulation, the physical stimulation, all the problem solving, all the everything, and now you're on the couch with your leg up. That's, that sucks. And I don't think jiu-jitsu schools equip their students for that because you don't, wanna, you no. don't want it's to – it's not a sales pitch. It's like we have a denial here in Sydney that winter's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we just pretend it's summer all the time and you go to a business and all the fucking windows are always open and you're like, guys, it's like it's actually eight colder. degrees outside. Can't we just yeah. close the windows and put the AC on? Sure. Jiu-jitsu is <laughs> the same thing. Coaches like me, you just show up every day. You're going to love it. You're just going to progress in this linear fashion. Up and to the right. No one gets injured, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you train right, but if you train wrong, bad things happen to bad people. Hey, that's right. Always remember that. <laughs> but I, I think that this is truly tough because a lot of people I've spoken to, not necessarily jiu-jitsu athletes, but just people getting injured in jiu-jitsu, you need a hobby outside of jiu-jitsu. You need something which is fun, which you can do, which will get you through the injury times. Yeah. You know, like I, and I, you know. You're talking about making miniature train sets or some shit? I mean. Sure. Scale electrics? <laughs> what? Race cars, boy. I got my, my son, you know, I'm like, yeah. when can I buy him a scale electrics? <laughs> like, what's the age? Would he pay attention to it though? No, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> the kids, I want the scale electrics. I remember a guy I used to work with years ago was like, oh man, all weekend I've been building this. I bought this epic scale electrics for, I can't remember what his son's name was. And I'm like, how old's your boy? He's like, oh, you just turned two. Um, <laughs> can't even hold yeah, the controller. Yeah. <laughs> Press the button. Scale, I don't even know if they exist here. Scale electrics is like, they're, uh, what is it? It's like race cars on a track. Race cars on a track. It's electrified. So when you hit hit the button, it, it's, 
and you yeah. can kind of race and they can stack. Which I, I think for me growing up was always like you, you can't afford it. Yeah, like sure. Your parents are like, we're not getting that. It's, That's ridiculous. It is ultra expensive yeah. for what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm going to sell an iPhone though and get one for my boy. <laughs> <laughs> for your boy. <laughs> I love it. We, we all do that, don't we, where we buy the gift for someone which is actually for us. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh, you're going to love this. You're going to tell you all about I it. Yeah. Borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually witnessed this with a very high level executive people who didn't have a sport. They were going to the gym, so trying to get healthy. But part of the thing that was holding back their mental health was they didn't have any hobbies. Like they didn't have anything that they just did for fun. Their life was so busy. You're like, but what do you do for fun? I compete in triathlon. You're like, no, not competitive. Just where, where do you, where's the joy? So for some people, like for my mum, it's gardening. Gardening is her, that's what she loves. For my dad, it's just around the tool shed. What's you it know? for you? Uh, I think art. I think drawing. That's a fun thing. It's not really competitive. It's just for me. Yeah. So just, just working on that. Yeah, drawing and writing. Yeah. How about yourself, Joe? Do you have just fun stuff? Yeah, Home Depot. Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> the lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> What's on sale? Let's get it. Uh, no, yeah, I like I like um, carpentry and, and general just building of things. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And because here's the thing, I don't want to espouse the, the great virtues of mental health benefits of jiu-jitsu because they're definitely there without clearly acknowledging there is this kind of slightly darker side that – when it gets taken away from you for various reasons, this can create a bit of a downer. Absolutely. And I've felt it. Like, I, 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 Ola's been like, what's wrong with you? Like, I don't know. Just want to choke something. She's like, oh, all right, I'll leave the room. <laughs> but it's like, I probably haven't trained jiu-jitsu in a week or two weeks. And then I, it really just, nothing satisfies the, the itch quite as much as just, going and training and just going through that process. Even if you don't have the best session, just being able to go there, practice the skills, you know, do the thing. Get the touch. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. Something I'm sure I've spoken about this before, but I think like kind of mentioning uh, in jest the warrior spirit thing. And sure. I think we can all – most of us can identify with that's something that we like about training jiu-jitsu and martial arts generally is that yeah. like you are some kind of – some kind of warrior in your own mind and you're yeah. doing this thing and you're sharpening your sword and yeah. you know and you're on this journey some man shit and i think that what i think when when you get injured and i you see this i see this with with white belts and and kind of you know people who are early in the journey let's say where they're on this really like incredible growth trajectory with mm. jiu-jitsu they're falling in love with it the training all the time they're getting yeah. so much better they're like you know 10xing every week and then they get injured and it's like their world comes crashing down. Oof. And you're like, oh, shit, yeah, this is the first time they've experienced having it taken away from them. Mm. And you realize that, that learning to deal with that is as much a part of the journey as, as is the training, right? It is. But what I think can help with that is if you, if you view yourself as a warrior, let's say, and you, you can apply whatever kind of name you like that, that fits with your kind of fantasy of yourself. But – Training to become a better martial artist is part of becoming a great warrior, mm. as is dealing with injury. Dealing with injury, as is becoming strong, as is working on your skills outside of the gym, going stretching, lifting. Yep. And so it's like, all right, well, if I can't do that thing right now, I can still do all these other things that are contributing towards my identity yes. or my purpose, let's yeah, say. Definitely. Versus jujitsu is my thing and that's it. 
And then because when that's taken away, you're left with nothing. That's right. Yeah. And definitely I, I think being able to have something that's parallel or assistance, that's good. You know, like just just being able to have something that enables you to have some kind of an outlet that knows that you're still working towards the goal. And like I think it was the Seven Samurai, it's like way back in the day, there's one samurai who keeps losing body parts throughout throughout the whole thing. And I think Monty Python made fun of it, but like he like gets his hand cut off. So he's just fighting with one arm and then he gets like loses a leg and he's he's still throughout the whole oh. film, he's kind of breaking down and by the end of it he's only got like half an arm and half Is this a the leg. Monty Python one or the no, Seven Samurai the, the, one? The yeah. original. The yeah. original um but it's 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 hilarious, but it's kind of this guy just refuses. He's got a knife in his teeth, and he's just like, "Come at me!" Yeah, he still <laughs> wants it, you know. And so I think that um, even though this, this there's a downside to this, what is great is this idea of the fortitude of spirit. That even if you you're injured, you don't. Oh, I'm, that doesn't make me weak. I'm just this is part of my process. I have to not not continue so you lose limbs, but I won't have my um warrior spirit diminished by the injury i i will get better i will continue and i think that is very healthy because a lot of people out there's like oh did you hurt your finger oh you better sit it out like no there is there's a definite strength and this is why i really love jujitsu people men or women you meet them they're like yeah i fractured my femur but i just was like so close to finishing the triangle you know and so it's like this purpose, this 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 dedication, just goes beyond physical pain. You know, it's it's interesting how it just the ideal galvanizes people to be tough, and I love that about it. And I think we need more um, genuine like strength of spirit and toughness in the society. So, if we get everybody training jujitsu, I think we could see. And also, when you get stressed and you want to strangle a mother. There's that too. You can just but, like <laughs> fist bump, slap yeah, anyone on the street. Everyone just goes, okay, it's a jiu-jitsu. Yeah. <laughs> it's a roll. <laughs> What's the time What's limit? the rule set, guys? Yeah. Okay, EBI over time. Let's go. Okay, someone just jumps yeah, in the yeah. referee straight yeah. away <laughs> just in case. Be perfect. Society would be better. I think that's it. I like it. It's good. Uh, so in summary, not really much. Look, I, I just think that people – can be. It's a double-edged sword. It is a double-edged sword. I think there's more upside than downside. I'd agree. But if we know that there is a downside, we have to be ready for that. Yeah, cool story, just to close on there. Pedro Sauer, when he spoke about, at uh-huh. one of his seminars, spoke about one of the sort of events that catalyzed jiu-jitsu in Abu Dhabi. Okay. And it was, or in the Emirates. Yep. And it was the, and I'm, gonna, I'm speaking out of turn here, but the Sheikh or whoever, yep. one of the, you know, one of these people, well, maybe it was a Sheikh, it was a relative of who was responsible yep. for education or something sure had a child who was somewhere on the spectrum right you heard this one wasn't able to really relate to people okay and i think pedro got that kid into jiu-jitsu and right. over years they built this this bond and right. was able to like communicate with the kid through jiu-jitsu a right. kid that just really didn't speak much didn't give a lot of eye contact that kind of thing yeah and again i don't want to butcher the story but you, you guys get the gist and there was a point that came where the father had an interaction with the kid where the kid looked at him and, and said something to him or responded to him. And I think the father was like brought to tears. He's like, my son has never looked at me and responded in that way. Wow. And he was like – and he, the father felt – he's like, this is – jiu-jitsu has given him this. Has done this. And he was like, 
every motherfucker's learning jiu-jitsu. Yeah. That was, Put it you in know. The schools, yeah. Yeah. And so kind of just goes a way to it goes a long way to speaking about how it, it it does give a special power to not everyone's on the spectrum and dealing with that, but it allows you some form of expression that maybe you don't get in other parts of life. Definitely, and that's that's healthy. Boom. Nice.